Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. And as always, we have a fabulous guest, somebody with probably one of the biggest brains, I think, in media, technology, and content, and that is the fabulous Michael Chong. And Michael is the founder of Uber Cool Innovation. He's an author, an entrepreneur, a people watcher, and a professor of innovation at the University of San Francisco and UC Berkeley. And Michael has a really interesting background of founding a bunch of companies that were really about writing new trends and new waves, including desktop publishing, CRM software, internet research, and digital marketing. And now he heads up Ubercool Innovation, which is a consulting agency and incubator. And he speaks all the time, and I run into him on the circuit <laughs> all the time. And he's currently working on his third book, Uber Trends, which will be published in early 2018. And you can find out more about that on ubercool.com. And we're going to get more into that. But it, it seems fitting to me this week of the Consumer Electronics Show that we talk to the man who is sitting at the center of so many Uber Cool Trends. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Chong! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> wow. How can I follow that? <laughs> Send that to your family. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. Anyway, well, so, well yeah, pleasure so to be here. Thanks, Laurie. Oh, it's it's great to have you. And I, you know, you and I reconnected about a year ago when I got to hear you speak again. And um, right, you right at the center of you putting this great new book together. But why don't you tell us a little bit about Uber, Uber Trends, and even Uber Cool, and how you came to sort of be this trendmeister. Oh, well, you know, uh, as I like to tell people, Uber Cool was cool before Uber was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, nice one. If you can follow that logic. (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, you know, it's all about uh, everyone is uh, trying to push the envelope, and we're all trying to be more innovative because competitive pressures and global expansion and internet transparency are all forcing people into the same direction. So innovation or the, 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 the bleeding edge that we all need uh, is tantamount to, to, you know, life itself. We need, to, we need to stay ahead of the curve. So everyone is searching for that new magical uh, formula, but the reality is a lot of the answers for your innovation lie right in front of your very nose. And that is that, you know, we are seeing a lot of population changes that are fundamentally, you know, permanent. And uh, I think that that's where a lot of, you know, platforms for disruption can be created. Just reading where the population is headed. I mean, I hate to use that old cliche, but it's like Wayne Gretzky said, you got to skate to where the puck is going, not where it is right now. And oh, I love Wayne Gretzky. I love yeah. him because he was, he was probably the most beautiful-looking hockey player ever. <laughs> oh, well, you, you're... <laughs> I, I'm not the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, that you could tell where my focus was there. No, that that's a really good point because I know that so many um, brands and large companies right now are really struggling with 
how to move through all of this, you know. So how does understanding the trends help a company innovate? Is it more so that they don't get overwhelmed um, and, you know, get basically categorized out? Or is it so they become more inventive? Like, you know, what's, what's the, why is it good to know these trends? Well, you know, we all know that life is accelerating, right? We are all busier, we multitask, et cetera. Um, but what, what, is the, what is the centrifugal force behind that trend? And it is the fact that uh, technology is compressing time cycles. Uh, they like to call them codecs, fancy words for compression, decompression algorithm, something that puts more information into ever smaller packages. And it is this very powerful hurricane force that is driving the acceleration of life. And that is why, you know, we can accomplish a lot more, a hell of a lot faster, and uh, <laughs> one feeds on the other, right? So you can right, right. see the cycle uh, moving forward in, uh, for example, artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. Uh, you know, once we write a program that code that, 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 that replaces the coder, uh, that program is going to just uh, accelerate everything, and, and we're going to be able to, you know, drum up solutions in no time. So anyway, long story short, if you read these trends and you understand, you know, the population is becoming X because of Y, uh, you're much better at figuring out what type of product features you should really be emphasizing rather than the nice-to-have ones. So that's why I think, you know, reading the trends is so critical. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and they're inspiring innovations um, basically as, you know, part and parcel of their DNA. You know, trends have their own DNA and, and they bring their own, you know, generations of innovators with it. So each one, like the millennial trend, is going to have their, you know, Steve Jobs, et cetera, people who say, hey, you know what, everyone out there thinks MP3 players are too complex. Let's build something that is really easy to use. And, you know, that's the next generation. That's, and that's all we need. But, now, I know we're, we're going to dive um, in the next section into some of these trends, but I, I always wondered, just because I talk a lot about trends too, that putting something in print like your book, how do you put something in print when everything is changing so much? Yeah, <laughs> not an easy task, I tell you. But I think that what I tell people is that some trends can take a, a very long time to develop. You know, one of my favorite examples is the flip-flop. You know, the flip-flop started in the, in the year 1000 in, in Japan as a Zori. And that Zori sandal caught on among Brazilian manufacturers. And around the 60s, uh, you know, a company was born, Albrecatas, um, uh, oh, forget the rest of their name, but, you know, they became the number one flip-flop manufacturer in the world. And before you know it, then these celebrities start wearing them. And before you know it, you know, it's the number one footwear in the world with more than a billion in sales, I'm sorry, a trillion in sales, right? So you you look at that kind of stuff and you think, I'm sorry, trillion. You know what I meant, billion. Yes. Um, it's, it's, yes, yes. It's, a, it's two billion for the entire footwear market and, you know, 
uh, flip flops are in between. But then, you know, so, so that took what? Over a thousand years to develop. And, um, you know, even the, uh, the Brazilian, when they first saw these uh, flip flops, they said, ah, Zapatas for 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 the poor people, and uh, <laughs> they they look down upon it. And then again, once you know the Hollywood celebrities push that back to Brazil, oh my goodness, it's footwear for the rich. <laughs> right, right. It's, so it's just yeah, a perspective the, tweak, right? Yeah, yeah. The Portuguese was Chinelos del Pobre. Chinelos del Pobre. And Pobre is, of course, poor. And footwear for the poor. So, you know, and you really would have to be on top of this trend to see, you know, in the early 60s, a company just, you know, appear out of nowhere and become one of the biggest global brands, Havainas. To, you know, to the world of footwear. <laughs> so, but, so, okay, so I gave you another example. Where does the flip-flop trend come from? Well, it comes from an Uber trend I call casual living. And that is all about the, the, the you know, the, the decay and the decorum. You know, we are no longer courteous anymore. We're rude. Uh, we're like our president of the United States. Where does that come from? Where, where, where does all of the trolling come from? Where does road rage come from? All of this stuff is relatively recent. Road rage was coined for the first time in the 80s. So that's all flowing together. So the Chinelos de Pobre trend is simply, hey, you know what? It used to be a low-class thing to wear a flip-flop, but now I think I can, you know, I can do it. So you can build companies on these trends. So in a lot of what you do is, is connecting, it seems, multiple, multiple dots. So, and is it only um, relevant for um, B2C businesses, you know, to direct to consumers? Or do you think, you, do you know what you're doing is also relevant for, you know, the enterprise side? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, what are business people but consumers? And you've already seen trends like, you know, BYOB, you know, bring your own devices. I'm sorry, BYOD, bring your own devices uh, uh, where people brought their own iPads and smartphones into the enterprise. And, you know, the IT managers had to cave. And the voice of the people took over. And it wasn't an IVM, and it wasn't a Wang or whatever else was in the back room. But you know, it was a a new company like an Apple or a Google that was you know rewriting the rules. So I think that if you look at the digital lifestyle, which is another one of these big Uber trends I track, uh, it, it, it's the marriage of man and machine. The computer is becoming us. And we're becoming a computer. <laughs> right, right, right. And I like right, to say, right. you know, you, you heard me say that cliche, hey, when you get tired, you crash, you know, and, and you like to multitask, and, and we're multitasking more, so we need memory protection. So as a result, um, you know, we're forgetting more. And, uh, you know, that joke, I, <laughs> you know, I ran into this room, I look around, and I can't remember why I 
ran into this room, but I ran, right. so it must have been important. <laughs> I ran, so it was important. That's the only clue I have, you know? <laughs> right, that happens to me, um, unfortunately, too often. Well, we're going to take a break in a moment, but when we come back, um, you know, I want to pick a couple of these trends and go a little deeper okay. so that all of us can, can learn a little bit more. Um, you know, about what you're looking at. And you're, mm-hmm. you're compiling all of these um, trends, and, and there are there about eight of them, is that correct? Or how many are there altogether? Well, you know, there's thousands of trends, but uh, I track eight Uber trends, and when we come back, I'll explain what makes them different. But they are, uh, you know, they're the meta trends, so they're sitting at the top. And, and out of those Uber trends flow all kinds of sub-trends. And, you know, like you said, we can explore some of these sub-trends by Uber trends so people can see the, how the dots are connected. Well, that's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to be back in a moment with Michael Chong, who is the Uber trendmeister, um, <laughs> Uber cool, um, who's going to be enlightening us about um, um, some trends that are really impacting li- our lives and uh, businesses um, across the consumer side and the business side. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back on the Tech Cat Show, and we are talking to Michael Chung. Um, and what I find so amusing about Michael, who is the founder of Uber Cool Innovation, is that so much about what we talk about here on the Tech Cat Show is trends that are impacting business, and really Michael's whole gig is about that. So we were talking about um, these major Uber trends that you've identified that a lot of other trends sit inside of. So can you give us a few mm-hmm. um, and talk to us about what they all mean? Okay, yeah. So let's start with the digital lifestyle because it's clearly the biggest one. And as I mentioned before, it's the marriage of man and machine. The computer is becoming us. We're becoming the computer. We're on a convergence path. So uh, that is spewing forth all kinds of trends that are culminating, of course, in AI and robots because they are going to replace lives. But at the beginning of the curve sit, of course, the computers. 
then comes social media and, you know, a host of other connected trends like the connected home that are all these bulwark solutions to help us achieve things better or enjoy life more. So the digital lifestyle is about robots. It's about self-driving cars. It's about, you know, smart toys. It's about uh, this whole new generation of devices that have given us an enormous amount of uh, new freedom and inspiration. And, you know, so I see that happening and and uh, so so the digital lifestyle. And so let me go back to what what's so significant about an Uber trend. Uh, the difference between an Uber trend and, and a regular trend is that um, Uber trends change values in the human population. Uh, we are being molded into a whole new life form because of them. So the digital lifestyle, for example, makes us massively dependent on connectivity. We can't live without. It's our water. So if we don't get it, we freak out. You know, we, we, yep. we just can't do without. You know, but it's it's like you know the fear of missing out. So um, it's uh, and and so the digital lifestyle is connectivity, convergence, and convenience. Uh, and all of these come from this, you know, information at our fingertips type of world. So that's the digital lifestyle. The uh, time compression is the next big Uber trend that I, you know, pay a lot of attention to. And that's the trend that dictates that, you know, we need to get things accomplished faster. And it starts with the microwave oven in 1946. And around the same time, the... Polaroid instant camera goes on sale, and then we get the jet setter age, and then <laughs> then we get FedEx in the 70s, and then MCI in the 80s, and the 90s brings us the internet, and then, you know, the aughts bring us social media. You know, so each successive decade has brought something that helps us, you know, achieve life faster. And with it has gone, you know, speed. So what, what this really means, what it boils down to for a marketer is time is money. We've heard that cliche before, but as of 2006, uh, time is much more valuable than money. <laughs> so <laughs> true. the American consumer has decided, you know, time compression is a huge Uber trend. And, and we need to, uh, you know, pay heed to it as marketers. Um, and then finally, Unwired, which you mentioned briefly, that's a, that's the, um, I call it the control freak generation, Uber <laughs> trend, <laughs> because what it is, it's all about the smartphone and it's all about this wireless control. So anything that's wireless is like flying, right? We're suddenly disconnected from what, makes us go forward and we're free and it gives us a lot of freedom. So the unwired world is, is all about freedom. That's the big Uber trend driving it. So uh, I dictate how I take my media in, whether I take it online or television or radio, whatever, you know, I want it on my own terms and the smartphone is only feeding that one and a half million apps at your fingertips to do whatever you want. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 
So you get control, you gain control over your environment in unbelievable ways, and, and that's feeding this whole control freak time. And you can see it happening with, you know, people. So tracking, I can't believe that marketers are not spending more time developing tracking mechanisms for whatever they're selling. It's what consumers want. You know, it started with the Domino's, well, it actually started with the FedEx tracker, but that wasn't really a consumer device in the beginning. It became one when everyone started to order from Amazon. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, so, so you can see this. So these Uber trends then affect all these sub-trends, and they make, you know, for a very interesting uh, study because, you know, if you could have, a, for example, a business plan where you have a product and it's the intersection of three of these Uber trends, it's wireless. It saves you time, and it keeps you you know, not suffering from the fear of missing out, you know, you'd have a killer product. <laughs> well, is it, is it, is it like, um, is all of this for everybody or is it, you know, millennials are more likely to be impacted by these trends or, or do they hit every, every age group, every everyone. demographic? Everyone. everyone. No, everyone. One of my Uber trends is the fountain of youth reinventing body, spirit, and environment. And it's all about, you know, rejuvenation and reinvention. And as we become older than any more generation before us, you know, to spectacular lengths, you know, we're going to have to take care of ourselves because one day soon, 80 will be middle-aged. <laughs> right. I mean, you and I had a long discussion over lunch about all the beauty treatments that I was going to go do. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. how I am like obsessed with laser treatments because they're so amazing oh, yeah. and um, yeah. you know a little expensive now, but you know, I what's gave that? you recommendation. I gave I know, you recommendation. You, you, you were like you were like Doctor Feelgood, and so so that, that again is another trend. Now, are there business categories that are more likely to be? you know, disrupted now because of all this? Or is any business category really, you know, going to change because of, of all these trends? Uh, well, uh, you can be guaranteed that artificial intelligence will affect every industry, you know? I mean, I run into a lot of people who tell me, Michael, I'm not in, mar I'm not in technology. I'm in a, you know, XX industry. And I'm like saying, hey, you know what? Technology is a fundamental layer of all businesses today. We're all in technology, and uh, you need to master it because it's it's you know it's part of media as you and I know. You know you can't do any media startup nowadays without having a firm grasp of your technology uh, your technology platform. So you know it's that's where we're headed. So um, yeah. It's, a, it's just, a, it's, it's amazing industry. to me. Well, you know, it's, look, a, it's just, look, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, healthcare, education. We all right. need to reinvent all these industries. Some will go faster than these others because, for example, information heavy industries were the first ones to go. You know, the last ones will be the ones that produce very heavy, uh, heavy labor intensive type of products. But even they will have a strong layer of, you know, GUI-based, virtual reality interfaced, 
business administration product. <laughs> right. So there's right. There's no one that that's going to escape this because you know just if you step off to the side and watch how you know some of this is happening, like all of a sudden the mattress business, after not changing for a gazillion years, is now completely been reinvented. Like I bought my last mattress online and it showed up in a little box and then you unzipped it and it went fooge. <laughs> right. And I and I yeah. bought it having never laid on it, testing it in a, you know, a mattress store. Um right. and it never would have occurred to me, you know, seven years ago to do something like that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Crazy, huh? It's, so, it's um, yeah, it's 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 totally a mind blow. Now I I know that you you and I also talked about how do you, you know Michael Chong keep up with all of this. Um, and we're going to be back in a moment, but I would love to talk about you know how do you, you know as a strategist as you know Mr. Uber Cool himself, <laughs> how do you how do you keep up with all of this? Because I have such um, you know respect for you know you know all the things that you're able to pull together. And we often talk on the show about how do you keep up? I mean, I ask everybody, what are they reading? Where are they going? And you seem to spend so much of your time doing that. So I'd love to hear some strategies that you have maybe for business executives, you know, who are, um, who are struggling with, with, um, you know, trying to keep up. And are you also someone that has all of this latest tech in your house, by the way, like if yeah. I walked into your house, is it all grooved? Yeah. Out? You know, you, as someone pointed out to the Pope, you know, play the game, you know, make it the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like Amazon Alexas everywhere or Google Homes or both? Yes, I have, yes, I have Alexa, I have Siri, of course, I've got a connected home, I've got, you know, my garden lights turn on at, my, at night at exactly five o'clock in the afternoon, I have... You know, I I have to. You have to. You have to use all these tools for you to get a real semblance of what, what's going on out there. Uh, right, especially if you're going to talk about it, right? You, you know, especially yeah, if you're talk- yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of nuances there that I can't even communicate to the average audience. You know, especially when it comes to user human user interfaces, because you know we're this is going to be the critical critical juncture in the future. We need. We need 10,000 lights in this country, to paraphrase Mr. Bush. Uh, and, and those 10,000 are all uh, user interface and user experience boutiques and studios that crank out nothing but beautiful, you know, ways for you to delete an entry in your database. That's <laughs> so crazy. All right, well, we have to take, um, take a break um, with Michael, okay. but we'll be back in a moment to find out how does Mr. Ubukul himself keep up with all of this? He's sitting at the center of a swirl of all of these trends, the smartest guy around. We'll be back more with Michael Chong, Ubukul Innovation. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. 
Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. We have been geeking out with Michael Chong, who is the founder of Ubercool Innovation. And Michael is someone that has focused most of his career on understanding trends as it relates to business and consumer behaviors and is working on a book, his third book, Uber Trends, which is going to be published soon, all about these macro trends that are really impacting everything. And so when I hung out with Michael recently, he told me that he spends all day reading. So I would love, and I think that's true because you do know so much about everything. Like you're not someone that I'd ever worry about is not interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> you have something to say about everything. So, how do you structure your day? I mean, is it is it really? Do you do you have a way you do this? You know, because you you do read a lot. Yeah, um, I spend uh, the, in the morning uh, between you know eight and noon or one o'clock on reading my RSS feed and email. And, you know, in email, of course, it all kinds of uh, groups that I belong to that, you know, feed great tips. And then the RSS feed, that's the most important. If you have a Mac, you need to have a program called Reader. And it's spelled with two E's. And Reader allows you in a very user-friendly interface. Collect all the headlines and sometimes full stories of the, um, you know, major sources that you're interested in. So I read the New York Times, I read USA Today, I read TechCrunch, Verge, Recode, and a host of other smaller ones that help me get the headline. And then I I belong to uh, information sharing sites like Flipboard and, of course, Twitter and Facebook, for uh, additional input. And then you can't keep up with all of that because, you know, let's say that I track 80 returns and they each have an average of, and I'm going to be conservative, 30. That's 240 trends that you need to track. <laughs> That's too much. Wow. So, so, um, so what I do is uh, every uh, client that I speak for uh, asks, you know, can you talk about furniture? Can you talk about logistics? Can you talk about, you know, uh, digital startups in Mexico? Whatever it is. And so I go into a deep dive. And then that's the control freak world I told you about, you know, where I can control my information flow and I can get it on demand whenever and wherever I need it. 
so uh, that's how I do the deep dives. And then in the deep dives, I, I find all of these bits of data flotsam that you like so much because <laughs> it's, it's so fun, you know? I mean, uh, I have a, that casual living Uber trend. Uh, I, I describe the scene of this 12-year-old girl flying at 100 miles per hour through a little you know, beach town of Alabama <laughs> in 2006, a hundred miles an hour with police chasing her and she's 12 years old. <laughs> oh my God. And, yeah. And it, <laughs> it turns out she was drunk too. <laughs> she was you drunk know, too? Hey, oh my God. Do I have, do I have to explain to you the casual living Uber town? I mean, doesn't that, perfectly exemplify what this is all about. Oh so, you know, so that's, you know, so that's how I dig it up. So you can't possibly keep up with it all because, you know, there's too many information sources. There's too much to read. So anything that uh, brings it together, I love Apple's news app, you know, where you can personalize or... Uh, what Flipboard used bought at one point in time was called Zeit. I don't know if you remember Zeit. I do. Zeit. I love Zeit. Yeah. Yeah. It I wasn't the best. Wasn't the best. And then it was absorbed by Flipboard, and I think it lost. Uh, you know, Flipboard never became a Zeit, and it's right, amazing, right. isn't it? See, see, this is also what happens to innovation. Innovation gets bought by large companies, and they kill it. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I always wondered about that because remember the Palm OS was so awesome, and oh, Graffiti awesome. was so awesome, and it's I like know. we still haven't gotten back to how great that operating system was as a mobile platform. I mean, I was so sad when that went away. Yeah, yeah. So th- this is the other thing: is you you can't you know breed a, an innovative startup without you know. Making sure that all all uh, facets of your business have been addressed. So you need to be a great executor. In addition to having a brilliant product these days, you can't just have one of of each. So you know it's like, and that's what makes it so difficult. So when HP bought Palm, <laughs> Palm was brilliant and it could have like exploded had HP been able to manage its marketing better. And, Do you uh, think that, you know, that that's a is that a cultural thing that large corporations can't handle mm-hmm. innovation or don't know how to manage startups no, or you know no, they are they don't. crushing no. it on, what, what on purpose yeah, or what, what is, is it? Think, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it's control freak. That's all it is. <laughs> control freak. I can't let anyone else be more successful than me. Uh, you know, isn't it amazing? I mean, I always cite this, and I'm going to write about it in my book, too, is that um, I, IBM is the only company that ever, ever, you know, spun out an own division and let them do whatever they wanted. In, of all places, Boca Raton, Florida. <laughs> you know, beach down and far from Armonk. And, and uh, you know, a man by the name of Philip Estridge, you know, produced the, the IBM personal computer in a span of 18 months flat. IBM would never have done that. Never. They can't move fast enough. Their bureaucracy is, is mind-blowing and stifling. So, you know, why don't American companies set up satellite companies that have carte blanche 
compete against the mothership. Right. Well, if you, you don't know, do it, someone else yeah, will eat your children. That, that's that's <laughs> always my always my argument when I had an innovation role at the large holding company that you and I first met at, and I was always right. like, "Don't put me on client business because exactly. then I can't I can't look at everything." You know, right. but there's but yep. but these companies are so stuck in their old model that they can't even let a new model kind of run off to the side to investigate. No, you know, no, um, no. You know, I've been reading Business Week since whenever, and I can't, you know, I can't recall ever reading about you know a company setting up a completely autonomous independent division somewhere far from headquarters. It's just unheard of, and. No. Um, and that's what we need. We no, need is it is it? Um, do you give any of these large corporations, you know, advice uh, uh, on how to do this? Like, is there something that you feel like you say a hundred times a day to clients? You know, one one piece of advice or maybe a strategy. Oh well, you know, the first thing is create a culture of creativity. You know, and it's not too difficult to do. Uh, we were all children once. You know, we all had fertile imaginations where we thought, you know, the sky was standing still and we were moving. It's that kind of child wonder we need to bring back into our employees and, and, and management. And, uh, you know, and they need to go beyond saying they love to learn about innovation and actually practice it. And that's the, the biggest problem we have today is that everyone attends all these innovative innovation conferences and wants to be innovative, but few actually stand up and do it. And it takes a lot of guts and, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have it. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. You know, that kind of mentality pervades. So it's difficult to go against the tide, but, you know, uh, I mean, I always bring up that example. There's there's 265 million businesses in the Dun & Bradstreet database worldwide. And uh, I make the audience, uh, hey, can you, name, can you name 10 innovative companies? And they all start, you know, Apple, Google, Tesla, and blah, and then they run out. <laughs> we, can't even get to, we can't even get to 10. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know? even like, you know, and when I think about even Google and Facebook and Amazon now, to me, they're just really large corporations that are difficult to navigate. So even they've become, yeah. you know, yeah, um, become, so big and so difficult. They're monolithic. They can't move fast. I mean, look at, I mean, my favorite thing is, and talking about user interfaces, why I like it so much is that, you know, if Google and eBay had... Uh, the same easy Apple Store user interface for AdWords, buying ads on Google, or buying products on eBay. I told the San Jose Mercury just a few weeks ago, they would, eBay would double its sales instantly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You like know? it's simple, it's simple things like that, right? Yeah. I mean, and, it's not uh, simple, and, but it's... And by the way, yeah, Bezos, Amazon too. He right. could triple his, his stock if he only fixed his goddamn gooey. So, you know, this is stuff that we need to address. And again, it comes with, you know, having a good sense for, hey, where's this trend going and how can I capture it? And what information sources do I need 
to support, you know, my, my information needs. So I recommend RSS Feeder, Reader. Uh, I recommend um, Flipboard. I recommend you can't, you know, uh, and then belonging to a couple of groups on LinkedIn or whatever where people share information so you can get tips from the horse's mouth. <laughs> um, and tips from the Michael's mouth. Well, we're going to be back in a moment. And when we come back, Michael, I want to hear all about where you're speaking next, um, how we can keep up with the new book and, you know, everything that's bubbling up for you. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show where we're going to learn how to stalk Michael Chong, who is the founder of Uber Cool Innovation. And you, you just you just want to have coffee with him because I think I wrote three pages in an Evernote notebook the last time we had lunch together. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back with our last segment with the fabulous Michael Chung, who is the founder of Uber Cool Innovation, and he is currently working on his third book, Uber Trends, which is going to be published um, soon, I hope. And you can also find more about him on ubercool.com. But um, what, what were your other books? Tell us about the other books and where we can um, keep reading about you, because not everyone's going to ha- get to have lunch with you at Cantor's like I did. So tell me. <laughs> not everyone's going to have lunch with you at a Jewish deli and eat more, more bagel too. chips. That, yeah, eat more bagel chips than they really yeah. wanted to because you're so cool. So um, what what other books, what were your first books, and, and when will this last one be, this next one be published? Okay. Uh, my first book was called Trendscape 2004, and as the title suggests, it was written in 2003. <laughs> and uh, then uh, you can download that one from my website, ubercool.com. And uh, the next one you can also download, it's called Social Engagement Marketing. And it was all about the world of social media, which was, you know, red hot in 2011, six years ago. So those are the two prior books. And, uh, but that was just, a, you know, day, it's a day at the beach compared to what I'm writing now because it, uh, it is far more complex and it's very long storytelling. So that book called Uber Trends, how... 
trends and innovation will transform our future will be uh, published sometime in fall of 2018. I know it's taking me a long time, but it's a huge amount of work. <laughs> so, and it's not easy to do, and it's very graphic. It's, you know, it's as colorful as my presentation. So, there are a lot of images. If you like to look at pictures, you're going to really enjoy this book. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's also, um, it's beautifully laid out, which, again, as a, um, as a trend, you, you've laid it out yourself. You didn't go to a publisher and, and do all that. You're, you're building this yourself in, in um, the d- democratization of publishing tools. Yeah, I've always been, you know, so my businesses, my startups were always in a, you know, uh, rapidly advancing new segment. And uh, I, my first startup was called Mac Week, and we were the first publication to ever separate four color on the desktop. And that was called out in Business Week. So uh, I've always taken that, you know, I have to apply the latest technologies and tools to my next venture type of deal with this book. So uh, it's nothing earth shattering. I'm using InDesign and, uh, you know, Photoshop and the like. To create it, but um, you know, I, I again like to see where Adobe is headed, and by using one of their premier tools, I do. So uh, that's that's the book, and uh, that's going to be followed by uh, my next book is going to be the Fountain of Youth, and that will delve into that whole Uber trend all by itself because. It's far too voluminous to cover <laughs> any other way, but its own dedicated volume. So, and and how how does have, someone um how does someone keep up with where you're speaking and what you're doing? Do they go to ubercool.com? Uh, the best way is to follow me on Twitter, and because I'm always announcing where I'm speaking next. Uh, uh, this week I'm going to be at the PCMA convention, which is uh, an association of uh, convention managers and uh, large venue convention managers in uh, fabulous Nashville. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, I speak for a logistics and, um, and um, um, uh, environmentally uh, sound supplier to our society in uh, fabulous Scottsdale, Arizona. And then next month, I'll be in New York for the Hotel Sales and Marketing Association International's um, CMO Roundtable, as well as their Digital Marketing Conference, which follows the next day. So that's my immediate calendar. I don't publish it. I should, I guess. But I don't publish it. I just tell people where I'm going to be at. <laughs> so, and and yeah, they're lucky if they, if, they, if they find you, right? Well, um, yeah. Yeah, it's do you, all our do, do you think um, that I just um, binge watched seven seasons of Fringe, um, that science uh, fiction show by J.J. Abrams, because it was my oh, favorite, yeah, yeah. Sh- favorite show 10 years ago. But um, binging it all in like two weeks was quite terrifying because it's all yeah. about Fringe tech, which is now some of it's really normal now. Do you think that we're right. ever going to be too engrossed in technology? Two eras? Too, too engrossed in it. You know, will it, will it really take over to the point of all those 
you know, dystopian futures that we, we read about? Uh, that's already happened. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Haven't you noticed? Haven't you noticed? Yeah, I mean, I've noticed uh, that not, people are, the, um, the, the people are afraid. Is exploding. Haven't you noticed in the past few weeks how many uh, workplace-related and other random shootings have occurred? Yeah. It's, 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 it's exploding, my darling. And unfortunately, this is what's happening out there. And, you know, uh, the only way to stop it is a... A transformational leadership in Washington that says our country is in dire need of some, you know, spiritual uh, rejuvenation, you know? Right. And that's not going right. to happen. So unless that happens, you know, it's RoboCop, you know? I mean, right. that's the world, you know? And, the, and by the way, the cops are already RoboCop. <laughs> they already look like, you know, soldiers. <laughs> well, right. on their way. Right, you know? right, right. So, Anyway, yeah, so that, um, th- that's not to be depressed that, because there's also really cool things happening too, right? Oh well, that's the thing I always point out, which is, hey, you know, with the with the good comes bad, but the good so outweighs the bad that um, right. you know I'm willing to take that, and uh, that's happening everywhere. You know, like for example, cyber terrorism, all these things, you know, hacking. These are all the price we pay for our you know digital freedom. Um, right, for all the, for all the, good, the good things yeah, that come. Yeah, and we'll create better tools to stop it. Take a look at the 25-year record drop in crime in New York City. I mean, it's like, wow, what's happening there? <laughs> it's surveillance cameras. It's voyeurism. It's the trend that makes everything more transparent. The Uber trend, rather. So, you know, well, it's... Uh, that's what's leading to, you know, that situation. And, and, and of course, Freakonomics has a good point also about uh, the availability of abortion. So, you know, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the world of Uber Trends in a nutshell. Well, so we, we, you can find out more about Uber Trends at ubertrends.com and track Michael Chong on social media and anywhere else. And, again, tell us one more time when the book is coming out. The book will be out in fall, so I'm going to say September of 2018. Exciting. It'll be $30, and you can get it from Amazon. I'm going to remind (laughs) you that you said September 2018. Yes, yes, yes. Please do. Every day. day. (laughs) This has been Lori, your tech cat. I'm talking to the fabulous Michael Chong, who is the founder of Uber Trends and who really is, um, I, I really think you're one of the smartest people I know in terms of understanding how all of these different parts of our world come together and impact lifestyle and, uh, and culture and business. So let's have a big tech hat, tech hat goodbye for Michael Chong here this week at oh. the CES show. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, Laurie, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I appreciate it. Happy tech, everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 